Yeah. Well, this is Faith Over Breakfast with Andy Littleton and Eric Seepin. Andy's across from me, and he's pastor of Mission Church, and I'm Eric, and I'm pastor of the Village Church. And we just talked about Colby Bryant. Halfway through, as usual, we just kind of made a shift into something a little deeper. Yeah. And uh, so we, uh, not that Kobe isn't a deep topic. No. Um, it was, and it was, um, yeah, and, and I think that we know people who are impacted by his death. But um, yeah, there was, a, I think it was a really rich uh, direction we ended up going and yeah. reflecting on uh, on death and grief. And so um, you, who should listen to this if you are just interested in Kobe Bryant? And if you're a little uncomfortable with death and grief, stay with it. Yeah. And just for those of you who are not basketball fans and may not even know who Kobe Bryant is, he is an NBA basketball player who is considered to be in the top five greatest players to have ever played. And just died at age 41. Yes. Um, and so, yeah, thanks for tuning in. Uh, as always, uh, we, we really welcome uh, reviews uh, out there and on the platforms we're on, especially Apple Music, where uh, a lot of the others feed from. So if you're uh, so inclined, we'd really appreciate it. Uh, if you have questions, send them to faithoverbreakfast at gmail.com and enjoy. Yeah, thank you. Check, check. Check, 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 check. Yeah, they look good enough. Check, check, check. There. I like that. You like that volume? Yeah. Well, that's good. Welcome to Faith Over Breakfast. Hey, uh, Eric. Good to see you, man. It's good to see you. Seems like we're both kind of in a... Yeah, we're not uh, We're not in our, in our chipper... Uh, yeah. Go get them moods today, <laughs> are we? No. Um, which but, is okay, because uh, we're going to talk about the death of Kobe Bryant, and, I mean, that's not a chipper thing to talk about. No, so, it's not. Um, you didn't You didn't wear Lakers colors on purpose, though, did you? No, I did not. Yeah, it just happened. I, I could never be caught wearing Lakers colors. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you were, you were just telling me, and this is not to... Uh, but you weren't, you weren't like a fan of Kobe. No. Yourself. Okay. Yeah. No. I thought he was a ball hog. You thought he was a ball hog. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I honestly didn't, uh, I think I was really paying attention to basketball just before Kobe became as big as he was. And so, right. um, yeah, I, I was, I was kind of in a tuned out from sports phase when he was huge. So it, yeah, it's kind of interesting. I wasn't. I don't have these great memories of, of watching Kobe, but obviously one of the better basketball players ever. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and there's interesting things that happened like LeBron James passed his scoring. Yeah. Just, just last numbers. Week, like, yeah, that last week. Um, I, I don't know. Why, the only reason I wanted to talk about it is I just thought it's, it's interesting to see and not interesting to be part of the, uh, our culture that, is mourning a figure that we all know and had right. some connection to. I mean, we know who he is. None of us know him. Right. Um, we can only reflect on what he's right. offered us. Right. And but it was the the effect that it had on some of the people at my church and the effect that you definitely saw on the other uh, his like friends right. who played basketball was was definitely oh, yeah. uh, right there like people were crying on set and you could see they were definitely sh shaken up yeah in in celebrity world right because there was uh the staples center which awards were those that were going on i'm not uh, uh grammys 
probably. Are the Grammys going on? Yeah. yeah I think it was the Grammys. Um, but, yeah, they were in the stadium where he played, right? And that, that seemed to be, there was a lot going on there. I mean, uh, the prayer before the impeachment hearing um, referenced his death and life and um, the probably the hip hop community that I'm, I kind of, that's one of the groups that pops up on my feeds, feeds right? Great. They were, they were pretty shocked and, um, were a lot of memories of, uh, of Kobe. Um, I actually heard about it. I was over at Crave Coffee, um, which a lot of people from your church frequent as well. Yeah. And, uh, there were actually some dudes who I would, I would guess are athletes. They were all kind of in um, jerseys of a similar city and right. it seemed like athletes from out of town potentially. Okay. Uh, so there were like you know, four of them sitting up at the bar. And so I heard about this because I was sitting there looking over my sermon or just about to start. And one of the guys just said, Hey, hey did you guys see this? Kobe Ryan just died in a helicopter accident. And it had broken like two minutes ago or something. And, um, and they all started you know, looking like hunting for articles and trying to get info. And they were talking about it throughout the morning um, just while I was sitting there. So that's how I found out. You found out after church. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, so uh, I'm trying to think at our church personally, a couple of people said, did you hear about Kobe Bryant? But I didn't, there wasn't like a lot of, I mean, we were in the evening at this point where people had kind of already digested that information if they were deeply affected by it, I guess. But yeah. But for you, you observed people right at your church right when they got the news. Yeah, and I think they were just hit pretty hard. And I think what hit me even harder later is just that his daughter was yeah, on that plane absolutely. and another family and their kid. Yeah, absolutely. So that team loses, you know, family members and basketball players that they are mm-hmm. close to. That's pretty devastating. Yeah. Just suddenly, the suddenness of it. You know, one day everybody's talking about somebody, and the next day they're gone. Right, uh, is a is just a. Oh yeah, every I mean, yeah, I every life was was obviously a tragic loss, but I I did feel an extra level of impact when I found out children were there yes. too. Yeah, yeah, and you just the, the, I think just the the horrificness of that, imagining going down in a in a helicopter crash with your kids. Oh my gosh knowing this is the end like there's a lot there that's just like wow and i have a daughter you know just just a little younger yeah like yeah that that thought of that moment and i can you know in my mind like imagine what i as a dad might do in the i mean you're scared but like potentially like you know wanting to like hold your child in that moment or something i don't know how all that would possibly work i don't even know how any of that just depending on how it all exactly happened but yeah 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 just yeah thinking about that sort of stuff is really sobering yeah and i I, you know it it makes me think about do we know how to handle death very well Mm. um like what does it look like to 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 embrace what is a reality that we aren't going to live forever at least in this right particular stage um what why is it i mean i think one thing i i get a little uncomfortable with sometimes is like when the celebrity dies we all are so 
you know, it's, we're so affected. And then like grappling with the fact that like so many other people died on the same day. And I mean, I, I understand it. I'm, I'm just, there's just a slight discomfort that happens in me over like, do we value certain lives a lot more? I mean, they all should be valued and these people should absolutely be mourned. Hmm. But I just, I, it's just a little thing that I've, well, I, I think know. I think some of it is that uh, celebrities, in particular, are are gods for us or, or demigods. So when they die, it's sort of a their like their power yeah. in our life is is taken away. Um, but I also think they serve some of them serve as leaders in our yeah, life, of course. And we don't have any personal relationship with them. So Kobe Bryant hasn't said an offensive word to me right. or ever hurt me. You know, but he may have led like I was kind of, you know, impacted a little bit about maybe what his stories are like that, you know, they were talking about how he, on Sunday right. he was at church, Yeah, you know, like that he's a practicing Catholic and that he takes his faith seriously. And there's been a transformation of some sort over the years yeah. and how he understands things. Well, that's, that's something that's meaningful. Okay. So it's inspiring. Right. And I think that's part of it. You lose all of a sudden your inspiration is taken from you. Your, you may, you kind of hope that you can be like that person. Right. You know, if you work hard, I mean, Colby was about working hard. I mean, that's what everybody talks about his work ethic and everything yeah. that he did. So, you know, there's sort of that, if I work hard, I can be like Colby. So there's some of that that's taken away, I think. They inspire us. People who right. inspire us when they're taken away, you know. And we're inspired by people who are good at things. Yes. We are inspired by people who are good at things. <laughs> wow. Oddly, yeah. when we aren't necessarily good at those things. And right. Like, we can't do it. Yeah. And I'll never be able to jump above the rim like he did. Right. Right. When he's, if he were to have gotten to 80, he could probably jump higher than I can now. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> True. So those are the um, I'm not going to accomplish. Yeah, it's just I mean it's an interesting I mean, especially in light of so we talked about Ricky Gervais recently yeah. and how he ripped into celebrities and nobody cares what you think and right. then a celebrity dies and we go into a state of national mourning. So do we? Like was Ricky right that nobody cares? I think it was what wrong. They think? Yeah. Um, I think there's so many voices that sometimes we don't care about what a lot of them have right. to think, but there are particular ones that we do care. I mean, right. every single late night show had a three minute tribute to him. Yeah, I know. Right. Um, of course you just said, that I mean, the fact that it was part of the impeachment prayer. Yeah. Prayer. Wow. You know, so it, I think there's a longing for us to like, to be more and to have something more. Yeah. And these people seem like they may have it. Yeah. Um, and so we we try to be What, what is them. that more that we're <laughs> thinking they have, you think? I mean. Well, you know. I think obviously we live in such a broken and fallen world that it, everything feels very empty. Right. And because I don't know the emptiness of Colby Bryant, he doesn't sit down and talk about the damage that he did in his relationship with his wife if it, and things, if you know his history and what happened and how he, that marriage was restored and right. how his own loneliness. I don't know anything about that. I just know his accolades and his 
things that he teaches and the things that he practices. He that probably are talked visible. about these things with some people, but not us. Right, right but not the major population. Say, yeah. Like right. Those of, of us who worship him at some level or yeah. follow him. So um, he seems like he has something that I don't that I could maybe be filled up with. And if I succeed like him, I won't be as lonely and I'll have some good things in life. Yeah. Be my. I mean, obviously, I think we it, they're kind of demi sa- saviors. They're sort of right. mini Jesuses that aren't really Jesus. Right? They're and then interestingly, though, I mean, I think a lot of these people that came out in mourning. I mean, outside of LeBron surpassing his record recently, I think a lot of people weren't really. Kobe wasn't on their minds until he died, right? Because he's retired, and right. I mean, he's he was doing um you know obviously youth basketball things and other i'm sure he had a lot going on sure but he was retired from the thing that put him in the spotlight right he was back to doing what other people do um he just had this past this uh this story and sports cards and videos of him right scoring 50 points and you know things like that um and so it's an interesting thing to become devastated by somebody you haven't been thinking about at all. I mean, I, I think when I saw it, I was a little bit, I was like, Oh, what happened? And I was saddened because like anytime you hear about a a death, like, like, I mean, I, I hope, I think it was probably about equivalent to if I'd seen on the news that there was a, a rollover accident and two people died and who I didn't know. Right. Like it was similar, but just a little heightened. Cause I was like, Oh, I, Remember, I know kind of who that is, but I think if I saw in the news that there was a rollover accident and somebody from my church five years ago was in it, I would have felt maybe the same. Right. You know, but, um, but yeah, it was interesting to see the amount, the amount of grief poured out for somebody that I think generally hasn't been on people's minds. And it's an interesting phenomenon. I mean, I think it's to some degree it's appropriate, um, if you really did like make a big deal of this person in your life and they die, you should care. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. It just, it just strikes me. It's, this isn't the first time it's every time somebody really well known has died. And we, I just wonder, I guess I go, why is it so much more tragic in our minds? Even though we're not talking to this person, really thinking about this person. We just, when big people who've done big things die, we, consider that very very tragic um but when a three-year-old child dies it's also tragic but not on nearly the same scale as the, you know because nobody knew who they were i guess i get it i get it it's just something i <laughs> you're just working it i'm out. working it out right here with you over your coffee over, over my coffee i didn't even make you a coffee you didn't even today. make me coffee thanks for that i'm so sorry um yeah i don't know it's uh so, so say like somebody came to you at church as since we're pastors and they said, man, with the death of Kobe Bryant, I'm just really like, I'm really down. I'm really struggling. That's a, that's a hard one. I don't want to laugh because I'm just pretty sure I, I mean, I could see somebody saying, wow, the, the, this death has really hit me and it's made me rethink some things. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm just wondering about life and, and what's going on. I mean, yeah. that's what the the prayer at the impeachment hearing was like, remind us of life and its brevity 
as if like in in the prayer it was kind of like so that we'll behave differently here in this impeachment hearing right we say those things yeah but then do we really sit down and go i'm going to think about this impeachment completely differently now because life is so short and what does my life mean and right i don't know i mean and I don't, I don't, I mean, I think the reason I wanted to talk about it, maybe not in the context of like Colby Bryant and his impact on my con- congregation, though that existed, but I, I think we don't talk about death enough. And right. I, before this, I had read an article kind of outlining, outlining, excuse me, uh, just the different ways uh, the African American community and the Hispanic community mourn and then how white people mourn. Mm-hmm. And and just how disconnected from death we are, yeah. Um, that's a, and, that's and a I thing. would and yeah. I would say that, that that's in our American culture. And then I say I would say that is also kind of integrated into the different um, ethnic groups too. Is that we've become more and more as a society disconnected from death. Right. Um, though I I would say communities that are more acquainted with it tend to be more engaged with it. Yeah, in uh, our in our so in Tucson where we are here, our Hispanic community, if somebody dies in an accident, there's going to be um, a cross with flowers. Y- yeah, it. and maybe maybe a whole, um, you know, like a a Virgin Mary statue of Virgin of Guadalupe. Uh, you know, yeah, a memorial of some form set up for that person that is maintained sometimes for a long time. Right. Yeah, and, and I I think like it just it struck me is that as as a I think the Anglo community mourns by demanding justice. <laughs> like uh, even when we look at death, we ask why. Yeah, um, why did this happen? And then, this should and have never put, happened. And we put money into a fund to cure this disease. Let's cure this disease, or this person needs to pay for their recklessness, or this you know. There's that kind of thing. We kind of mourn out of anger, and and we don't. And we take action. We take action. Yeah, and I think that's sad to me because yeah. we don't connect to and remember and sort of come together and uh, much and really try to, to grapple with things. And, um, and I think some of that is there isn't the faith there. The faith narrative is gone in a lot of ways in contemporary society where, you know, like in the Hispanic community, there's a strong Catholic narrative. Right. The African-American community, there's a strong kind of gospel, you know. Uh, when something like this happens, like everybody goes goes back to church. Like when yeah. there's a tragedy, it's like even if you've been, if you've strayed for years, like yeah, you're gonna when go. this bad thing happens, you, you go back to church you and you, ba- or back to the, or you gather in front of the Staples Center for what is in a way a, a, a funeral, a pre-funeral of yeah. some form. Yeah. yeah. There's a, it's a big deal. So I, I, I guess that's, I'm just pondering that. I just pondering what it is that, you know, prevents us from talking about it. I think because we ask, so we ask why so much. And because I think as a society, we've become more and more atheistic or secular that we, we don't like the answer that, that gives us hmm. that death is just final and there's nothing and it just doesn't matter. And right. and your life really doesn't matter. You're just kind of here, you know, right. to, in, a, in a hedonistic way and you're only being kind just to make things work. Right. Um, but so the answers are just empty. Yeah. Um, and we don't live out of them really. And so we get angry and, 
and even like to be moved to action is a weird way of saying like the life matters because of what we do. Yes. With it. It's not just because they intrinsically mattered themselves to where we just grieve and weep, but it matters. Yeah. Because it inspires us to make things better. That's like how we, uh, have now framed the value of that life. Right. Yeah. And it's really kind of selfish. Like I'm using this person's death, like you said, to start the fund. Right. So that we can prolong life a little bit longer for the next person and they can live a little bit longer. And then, and then my sister's life had meaning. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And whereas I, I think, you know, the gospel narrative is kind of transformative and, if Colby Bryant, you know, did make a shift after things were exposed in his life, and it seems when you look from the outside that he really engaged with his wife and his children at that point. There's, I don't there's know. There's a lot of beautiful pictures of them together. Right. And, you yeah. don't know anything about it, but let's just theoretically yeah. say that happened and he reengaged his Catholic faith. There is for him, as he steps into the kingdom of God, and an engagement with Jesus that something's gorgeous and beautiful. His life hasn't ended. It's actually become much greater right. to the point where he, I would think, cons- well, he, I know he would consider all his accolades to be, as Paul would say, dung, like right. worthless, yeah, just to know Christ and somehow attain the resurrection, right? right. And I think, wow. That's that's much that's like something to celebrate. It's very beautiful. It's something to sit in for a while and contemplate. So there's that that element that I think is so missing from mm-hmm. even you know my uh, my own thinking a lot of times. Right. So. Yeah, we tend to. I mean, the way that we frame death and the way that death is framed in the Bible. I mean, my daughter Abby was asking about you know, the helicopter crash and she's like, who found, you know, Kobe Bryant. And she didn't grow up. She doesn't really know who he is. Right. And I said, you know, probably it was really bad. sweetie. like, it's not like somebody found him. Right. There was an explosion and a fire. And, right. Um, you know, and she was like, Oh, was there blood everywhere? I was like, well, there was an explosion and a fire. Like, I don't even know, right, you know, right. what that was like. And um, so, so yeah, we tend to think, like, that's just like, we don't want to think about that stuff. You know, she was thinking about it, and you feel kind of weird when you start to think about it, and then you're like, oh, I, I'm talking about body parts, and I need to, right. like, this is weird, and I got to stop thinking about this and, and death is just like, it's like this scary, terrible thing where sure. we can't Im- imagine ourselves dead and dismembered. Um, right. And then when you think about like, and like you're saying, let's, let's say Kobe knows Jesus and you said there's, it's possible. And, um, even, even like the idea in the end of the, the end of all things is this fire. Right. Um, and that those who belong to God, pass through it and that's their that's their purification it's where they come out more beautiful on the other side like something like this kind of event you know actually takes on uh, a whole new meaning when 
in a flash, you know, in a fire, your life ends and you enter um, into an eternal state. You're made new. And it, and it's not like this, you know, thing that's like, oh, I can't talk about the fire and I can't talk about the death. If it, if it has meaning like that, like a. Sure. But it, but it's hard to connect to those realities. It feels, it's, you know, I think, yeah, like you said, in our culture, it feels like just this final thing that means the life is just meaningless and over, but then we can't live like that. But we also can't grapple with the realities of what just happened. We don't right. want to talk about it. Right. We, we show all these videos of him dunking on somebody. Right. Right. Yeah, that, that's that's interesting to me because I've been starting to think that, like, you know, just to use this whole basketball analogy, in basketball you practice a lot, a lot more than you play games. Right. Well, you're practicing so that you have all this, you know, muscle memory right. when you play the game. And um, I think faith is like that, that we are called to have some regular in morning in our life mm-hmm. so that when morning comes we know how yeah and it's interesting to me that we don't have a lot in our in our faith space where we're like oh you know someone died in our church that's yeah. a month of mourning now yeah you know it's kind of someone was talking about doubt Abbey, and mm. i've i actually have never watched the whole show I watch yeah. a few of them and I'm like, oh, I can't do this. <laughs> but she was talking about how they all have to wear black. And then they were saying, yeah. oh, and then next month we'll be able to wear half black. Right. And, right. You know, because they're in mourning about something that happened. Right. We don't have anything symbolic. Like when someone passes away in our community, say at Mission or at Village, we don't say, okay, for a month we're all, when we come to church or when we interact with each other, we're all going to wear this thing or we're all going to be in this place where we, when we see each other, it's like, yeah, we lost so-and-so. Like we've been, we, we're aware of the loss and we're aware of the place that we live. Yeah. Um, we have our funeral. We have our, I mean, there are little bits and pieces, but it's not necessarily part of our culture. And I think part of it's that I don't necessarily, I don't mourn as a regular rhythm in my life. Yeah. We don't know how to mourn and we're scared of it. It's terrifying. I I had a, yeah, I had a discussion recently about my book and my dad and where somebody was asking about the book. Um, and I started off with it being a travel memoir, but then I quickly got into my dad's death and they started, you could tell to, they, they had a similar experience and they cut me off kindly, but said, I can't talk about this anymore and walked away. Um, and I'm like, you know, because they, it was bringing up stuff and I would have loved to have sat with them in their pain because I've felt it, you know, but they, they weren't ready for that or they didn't know how to do that or something like the muscle memory wasn't there. And, um, I thought even today I'm wearing my dad's socks right now. Yeah. Um, That's cool. (laughs) Yeah. And I always liked, he had these Nike socks that he never wore, but he, I think he knew they were nice socks, so they were just always in his drawer. And uh, and after his death, I it took me a little bit. I my mom and I kind of left his stuff there in the closet for oh I don't know a month or so. Right. And then uh, we kind of started to okay maybe we need to box some of this up. And I kept some things. I kept a pair of his boots that fit me. I kept some. I kept these Nike socks. I kept a few T-shirts. I kept some some flannels and. 
Um, I was just talking to another, another guy recently who just lost his dad and they had, you know, a really strong sense that he was with Jesus and they were talking about his same brand of flannels as my dad, the Pendletons and his hats. I have some of my dad's hats and some of his boots and how they divvied them all up among the children Mm -hmm. and how they're all wearing his clothes. Um, and I'm, I'm, like I said, I'm wearing my dad's socks now and I, I was wearing one of his flannels earlier in the week. And, um, and every time I put it on, I, I think of him and, uh, and it's a little, it's not wearing black, but it's, but it's, yeah, it, at first it was hard and it didn't feel, it felt weird and it felt sad. And now it's kind of transitioned to being, I think kind of an honor and a cool thing to, to wear his clothes until yeah. they wear out, you know? Yeah, no, that makes sense. Um, but I was just thinking how like some, some of us can't even talk about the loss of a person. Right. Um, and there's all sorts of rituals, you know, some people it's a gathering at the Staples Center for others. Apparently it's wearing their clothes. Right. Um, but, but yeah, those are like practices that, Right. certain communities. And I, and I realized this guy I was talking to, our dads were both kind of in the working class and the type who had a Pendleton dress flannel. Right. Like we were, I think we were living out of a practice that a community's built that we didn't even realize was right. there. Right. Which is you buy, if you buy red wing boots and a Pendleton shirt, those are very valuable things. And you right. want to pass them down. And those are ways you remember one another and stuff like that. Very interesting. But, um, yeah. Anyway, it seems like like habits and practices that are built in help us. They do learn how to grieve, yeah. which, which is why I am become as I've gotten older to a place where I really believe in a certain form of liturgy on Sunday. Yeah. It doesn't have to be traced back to the ancients, right? But an explained liturgy that has some way of practice that helps uh-huh. us remember, helps us practice certain things. I think um, having some parts of the calendar present, the church calendar, so that when I hit Lent, I'm actually mm. l- lamenting my own mm. sin. I'm lamenting and mourning that Jesus had to die. Yeah. Like that, that's that, you know, like actually slowing myself down so that I'm not caught up in, in and this may sound strange, caught up in like Easter and the effects of Easter. Right. That I, that I can put myself back well, because yeah. the uh, the church in in the West has tried to always live out of the two happy holy days, right? Christmas, Christmas and Easter, the coming and the resurrection. Those are the big ones. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I think those are good things, and and maybe just encouraging people to live a little bit longer in mourning. Yeah. And really get in touch with loss before they step forward might actually be healing to their bodies and to Mm. the people and to the community so yeah yeah well maybe that's that's our conversation right there that's our conversation well thanks for uh thanks for talking and good to see you